At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. We welcome to the show Congressman Lee Zeldin from New York, running for governor of New York. Uh, Lee is also an Army Reserve colonel. First of all, Lee, thank you for some time this morning. I know you're a busy guy. Hey, it's great to be with you, Larry. So I want to I want to get to the race for governor, but I want to you're a foreign policy expert also. And I want to ask you, were you satisfied with uh, President Biden and this NATO conference, the so-called emergency conference that just took place? And, and, and I'll just give you my, my I'm very frustrated. It doesn't sound like uh, it doesn't sound like Biden really wants the Ukraine to win this war. We're slow walking weapons. We're not giving him what he wants. Uh, we're not cracking down on sanctions or even secondary sanctions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how do you see this whole story? I mean, I haven't been satisfied with any of this. I believe that if President Trump was in office right now, Vladimir Putin wouldn't have even invaded Ukraine. Putting mm-hmm. that aside, you know this. You saw it firsthand. You know the importance of words when you're the president of the United States. When President Biden green-lighted a uh, minor incursion, even though the White House sought to quickly clean that up, damage was done over in Russia. Kamala Harris goes on to the world stage. Words matter. She's the vice president. Uh, Yesterday, you have President Biden and talking to troops and causing confusion as he discusses when those troops enter Ukraine. So that, that's been an issue. You mentioned sanctions. If you're trying to deter, and that's one of the reasons why uh, sanctions get used, the, the threat of sanctions before Putin's decision to go into Ukraine were weak. There was no deterrent effect, obviously proven by the fact that Putin ends up going in. There's been some increase in the amount of uh, support with hardware provided uh, to Ukraine since Putin has gone in. A lot of that's coming too late. Uh, We have clearly on one side a country that is fighting for freedom, fighting for its own existence. Unlike Ghani in Afghanistan, Zelensky stays. Uh, It was uh, gut-wrenching to see us spend the six-month mark of fleeing our embassy in Kabul by fleeing our embassy in Kiev. This is an illegal and illegitimate act, uh, and we need to be strong, consistent, and effective on our side. And it's for the purpose— of being able to successfully de-escalate, and instead, the lack of leadership, we've only seen escalation. You know, Lee Zeldin, talk about what Trump would have done. Uh, we have sanctioned Putin himself, along with the other oligarchs. And Putin has been stealing from the Russian people uh, for three decades while he's been in various offices. So he's got a $700 million yacht sitting off the coast of Italy. I think Donald Trump would have already seized that yacht. In fact, uh, 
on the on our Fox Business show last night, Katie Bavlich said not only would Trump have seized it, he'd have gone flown over there and stood on the yacht and seized it and probably renamed it. I mean, Putin is a kleptomaniac. He's completely corrupt. He's stolen money for years. He may be worth a couple of hundred billion dollars, and he's got a luxury yacht while his country suffers. I mean, why isn't Biden making a narrative of Putin the crook? Not just the war criminal, which is awful enough, and he has to go to The Hague for international court, but just Putin as 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 a corrupt criminal who's been stealing from his own people. Well, first off, I have some thoughts of uh, President Biden, the Biden family having their own issues and selling access and personally profiting, right. uh, which aren't uh, all unrelated to what we're discussing here. I actually going even one step further than what uh, I am listening to you say, and, and I agree with when you talk about uh, the actions that President Trump would be taking. I actually believe that he well, this is one of the other reasons why Putin wouldn't have went to Ukraine. I don't think that Trump would have even had to uh, seize the yacht because the threat of him doing it. Like, President Trump would be able to talk about it, and it would have been believable. And it would have been public, and it also would have been private. And it would have been, it would have been done convincingly. Right now, the, the, our adversaries are smelling weakness and opportunity. I mean, we do scouting reports on all of these leaders of other countries. We, we know that Kim Jong-un is known to be suicidal, not homicidal, we, which uh, normally applies to most of these leaders of these foreign countries. They do that without, with us, too. And not only are they sensing weakness on the part of President Biden, but they see it with those who are around him. I mean, Anthony Blinken thinks – that the threat of a strongly worded letter from him on State Department uh, letterhead is going to instill free, fear into his counterpart, Lavrov. Mm. Uh, so th- there's so many issues here. But you know, to your point about the yacht, I actually think that just President Trump talking about doing it would be enough of a deterrent. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's intimidated by Putin. I really do. I don't think he's, I think you know. he's intimidated by the job. You're right. He's intimidated by Putin. Uh, I think he's intimidated by Chi. Uh, I think that it, his administration is showing an intimidation to Rouhani uh, and the Iranian regime. Uh, we saw them intimidated by the Taliban. Uh, and I think they're just in over their heads with the job. And I, I hate to say it. I, I'm a proud American. We live in the greatest country in the history of the world. I want our president to be successful no matter who it is, whenever that person's in the job. But right now he is in over his head. Uh, Lee Zeldin, let me turn to the race here in New York, the governor's race here in New York. A recent McLaughlin poll shows that you can beat uh, Governor Hochul. You're running roughly even with her, maybe even a little ahead if the split is correct. Uh, What's the biggest issue here in this governor's race? Right now, number one, I'm hearing crime and public safety, but I'm also hearing from voters of all walks of life, Republican, Democrat, conservative to liberal in between. They're talking about wanting to feel safe on the streets, but they're also talking about the unaffordability of living here, uh, the attacks on wallets taking its toll. We're hearing from people who care about their son and daughter's education, uh, the restrictive freedoms, uh, the the COVID mandates that came down. I mean, Kathy Hochul, who's Andrew Cuomo 2.0, 
has some of his very worst traits in her. And she thinks that New Yorkers want an emperor governor. When she was calling for people to get the COVID shot, she was calling on New Yorkers to be her apostles. She referred to herself a couple weeks ago as the mother of all 62 counties. Public service is about serving the public. And these people who are in power think that this is about being served by the public. So people just want to... They're heading to other states. We lead the whole country in population loss between our taxes being too high. Uh, People feel like their money will go further. They'll feel safer and they'll live life free or somewhere else. If the elections today, we win. And as we see, as each day goes by, the climate only gets better. The issues are more favorably on our side. And we're working hard, taking nothing for granted. I am not in this race to come in second. Hmm. Bail, Bail repeal. I mean, no bail, no jail. Governor Zeldin, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, the, the bails, the, this cashless bail law is so screwed up and it needs to go. And uh, judges should have discretion to weigh dangerousness and flight risk and past criminal record and seriousness of the offense on, on all these offenses. And unfortunately, because of this law, people are going out committing additional crimes. Sometimes it's resulted even in the loss of life. Someone gets released on an arson charge and then they get rearrested on a double manslaughter in Yonkers. Uh, it happened in Syracuse. A Connie Torrey, a 93-year-old, was murdered by somebody released on cashless bail. Banks, they get robbed, and then you release someone, and they go out and they go rob the same bank. They go out and rob other banks the same day. Uh, so it's been proven now. You need data? We have the data. We have the stats, but these are also lives and families. Uh, cashless bail needs to go. It's the wrong answer. We have a better way of doing this. And would a Governor Zeldin have pushed for the Amazon headquarters in New York City, which would have created, I don't know, tens of thousands of jobs? Yeah, they're talk- Amazon was talking about 25,000 good-paying jobs coming to Queens. And because of AOC and her friends all intimidating and pushing out Amazon, all of these jobs end up going elsewhere. It's a lost opportunity. I mean, we see it in New York where we are filled with opportunities, sitting on the Marcellus and Utica shale to mm. be able to safely extract our own natural gas. Let's greenlight these pipeline applications, suspend the gas tax, provide people real long-term relief. Think about the jobs that would be created, the revenue that would be generated, and the fear-mongering that gets used against this safe extraction. The proof is in these other states sitting on the same resource, the same shale, all safely tapping into it with a great success and prosperity for their towns, for their states. There is so much opportunity in New York that's getting lost. And as part of this over $220 billion state budget that's getting finalized up in Albany right now by three persons in a the room, they're including all sorts of far-left proposals like, for example, right now what's in it, banning all gas hookups on new construction for the entire state of New York. There's so much garbage that they're adding into these spending bills that are basically daring people to flee New York. You know, if we if we had gone if if we went towards energy development, that would give a booster shot to all of upstate New York, wouldn't it? I mean, that place has been suffering for many, many years. Seems to me energy would be a terrific way to rejuvenate the upstate economy. 100%. 100%. You go into Binghamton and Broome County and mm. you know, go visit Binghamton Plaza where you have, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 straight empty storefronts. It's all over mm. the place. You know, there used to be uh, healthy, vibrant businesses and economies and people are, are leaving. It would be 
billions of dollars for that county. And Elmira, which is in Chemung County, the whole southern tier of New York. Marcellus and Utica shells are named after New York towns. Marcellus, mm-hmm. Utica, these are New York-based uh, towns that these were named after. And there's this ban that Andrew Cuomo, who wanted to become president, played along with getting uh, signed up on. You know, and, and, you know, when you play this out, like the Williams Pipeline that would have been delivering natural gas in and through New York when Jamani Williams and Bill de Blasio and AOC and their friends all killed the Williams pipeline, then National Grid and Con Ed say that you can't you can't hook up any new construction to gas. And then the New York City Council ends up legislating it and making it the law that you can't hook up to gas. Uh, and now they want to do it statewide. But the ramifications of not greenlighting these pipelines safely extracting into these resources. It's just lost opportunity. And these people have to look across their border in the southern tier of New York and see in Pennsylvania, they are safely tapping into this. And those communities are prospering and people have jobs and the energy costs are lower. This is it's absurd. This is common sense to fix. It's like the old East and West Berlin, <laughs> that's what it's really like. Anyway, um, one last one, Lee Zeldin. Uh, critical race theory in New York schools? I, I believe that we shouldn't have critical race theory or whatever else the Democrats want to call it that pits one student against another based on race and who they are. These kids were getting along just fine until these kids, uh, the, the teachers came in with their agenda, and, and now they're pitting kids against each other. And on top of it, we have sex education material inside of these classrooms that aren't age appropriate either. We have a fundamental right for parents to control the upbringing of their child. We need parents to be able to be as involved as possible. They should encourage to be as involved as possible. We need kids to have access to a quality education, and that means school choice. Uh, we should lift the cap on charter schools, tax credits, and, and educational savings accounts, and more because kids stuck in multi-generational poverty are being held back by those who are leading the teachers' unions and the far left, and ultimately the kids who don't have a vote, they're the ones who suffer the most. All right, that's great. Uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin, thanks for giving us your time. Good luck on the campaign trail. Thank you, Larry. Great to be with you. Okay, thanks very much. All right, folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Judy Shelton, famed economist, Why does Vladimir Putin fear financial ruin? Not his, mind you, but Russia's in general. And uh, what about the inflation problem here in the USA? I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back with Judy Sheldon. Larry Kudlow. 